Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. I saw a cartoon the other day depicting a group of people peering fearfully around a corner towards a door marked 2024, and one of them was timidly poking the door open with a broomstick. I was loath to even mention it because of its negative message. However, I think it puts the situation well, because we have to face the facts. Our global and national situation is predominantly negative. I want so much to be optimistic as I peer through the slowly opening door of 2024, but really I just cannot. I think it's better to face reality head-on and with eyes wide open as we trust God to walk with us into the future. There is every indication that 2024 could be a pivotal year for the world in general and South Africa in particular. What happens outside of my country, South Africa, will continue to affect us here on the tip of Africa, but it will also affect many of us personally through our family and friends in other parts of the world. However, I'm only going to comment on the global situation as much as it's likely to affect South Africa. Right, so globally 2024. Now, it's quite obvious to anyone even vaguely politically, economically or environmentally aware that the world is on an escalating downward escalator. Global warming, whatever its causes has passed the critical point where the rate of change moved from rapid to exponential. Last year was, to say the experts, that's what they say, the hottest year in recorded human history. And there's no reason to think that this year will not be even worse. With this change will come droughts, extensive weather and extreme weather conditions and disruptions. Food becomes scarcer and more expensive and people die or try to take over someone else's patch of more productive land. Hmm. Charming. The world population is on the move with immigrants and refugees swamping more stable and prosperous nations than the ones from which they flink, of course. And this brings with it huge social and political instability and stress. War borders are expanding outwards, threatening to engulf many nations. Ukraine and Russia continue to fight it out in the bloodiest of ways, while nearby nations tremble at the negative prospects that threaten them. Israel fights for survival in a a death battle, while the Arab world tries to convince us that it is the Palestinians who are in fact facing the death blow and genocide. And all the while, North Korea eyes South Korea, waiting for a time to devour it. China eyes the South China Sea territory with equally hungry eyes. And all of this, of course, causes huge stress on the rest of the world. Moreover, on top of it all, the USA, the world's largest traditional superpower, is facing a contentious presidential election that could even further divide and destabilize it. And my old poor country, the tarnished rainbow nation, faces its own day of reckoning. Let's look at 2004, South Africa. South Africa's only contributions to the world crisis seems to me to be to side publicly and noisily with Hamas and the Palestinians, vote for the United Nations condemnation of Israel, 
and take Israel to the World Court of Justice for committing genocide. This does not help us as a nation in any way that I can see. On the contrary, it antagonizes our major trading partners, investors, without any noticeable recompense from China, Russia and the Arab nations. So it looks like we'll be facing our own meltdowns without international support, either political or economical. Sociology, sociologically, we have over 45% of the population surviving on state aid, social grants. A shrinking tax base, unable to maintain this, state grants, and an exhausted national debt limit. The crunch is coming on that one. About 40% of the population earns an income from formal employment. The murder, death, rates of rape are probably the highest in the entire world. Corruption is endemic and the roads, railways and harbours are broken. Food prices are going through the roof. Housing prices are slumping to the pits in most suburbs except in the Cape and electricity supply has been cripplingly problematic, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. We're all very aware of it. On the political front, we have a national election that will take place sometime this year, where the possible outcomes are all potentially momentous in one way or another. You see, if the ANC retains 40% plus of the vote, it is more than likely that they will be able to cobble together a coalition government with a few small parties, or even with the EFF, Horror of Horrors. And whatever the constituency of this coalition, they, the ANC, will still be the majority and controlling party. And the slide into a failed state will no doubt continue. There's nothing to say it won't. If the opposition multi-party charter coalition wins 51% plus, then things will at least have a chance of changing for the good, although the first few years will most likely to be characterized by power plays between members of political parties. But perhaps not. In the first scenario, we will plunge further and more rapidly into social and economic ruin, and in the second scenario, we will stop the plunge to destruction and even slowly turn the graph upwards into a growth trajectory. Both of these possibilities will mean that we, the citizens, will be facing years of uncertainty, threat and hardship. Not pleasant to contemplate or accept, but probably inevitable. Ah, yeah, hang on. Hold on, Chris. Aren't you looking at the glass as half empty rather than half full? No. In fact, I'm seeing it as a quarter full, at best. And we face that reality. Okay, but what about the possibility of a spiritual revival saving our bacon? So let's talk about a a wonderful Holy Spirit revival in 2024. Now, I'm one of those people who believe that we are are yet to have and experience the greatest revival that history has ever seen. But we need to understand, God sends revival not as a reward, but as a response to the desperate spiritual needs of the church and society. The darker the day, the more we should expect the light of heaven to break through. However, Something that history has taught us is that although revivals come suddenly, they tend to start locally and then slowly spread to other parts of a nation and then to the wider world. Many folk think that if we in South Africa were to experience revival today, then everything would change overnight. And this just doesn't seem to be realistic. Let me take, for instance, John Wesley's Methodist movement. It was a revival that some historians hold 
saved England from experiencing a French Revolution type social uprising. And this is probably true. But it did not all happen in a moment. John Wesley was a prolific preacher, addressing crowds twice a day, almost every day of every week. In 739, he preached his first open-air sermon. In 1741, he preached regularly in South Wales. In 1747, he preached 42 times in Ireland. And in 1751, he ministered 27 times in Scotland. And that covers a period of about 12 years. It didn't happen in a day. The heart of true revival is it does not only stir the emotions of crowds, but it changes the lives of individuals. Those men and women then go on to plant churches, influence businesses, and participate in godly government. The combined and accumulated effect of all this is a revival fire that transforms nations. So would revival change South Africa and other countries? Yes, but it will most likely take quite a bit of time. And then that then begs the question, so what should we as individuals in the meanwhile do in 2024? Let's finally look at that. I don't suppose that there's much in this truth talk that most of you have not already heard and known. And I guess the same applies to this final concluding section now. However, I want to spell out three practical and personal suggestions which really do bear repeating. They might be obvious, but they need to be repeated because we need to know them and live these things out if we are to thrive in 2024. The first is this. Strengthen relationships with Jesus, family, friends and church. Strengthening the relationship with the Lord Jesus should always be a priority, but never so much as now. You see, it is he who said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's in John 16.33. In addition, Paul wrote, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we can say with confidence that the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? He wrote that in Hebrews 13 verses 5 to 6. Then the next most important relationship to strengthen will be with spouses, children, and parents, and extended family. Friends, true friends, are rare and valuable, and we need to be a friend and to receive friendship in these times. Then there's the church, your local church, which could be an extended family for you. The second thing, pray, expect revival, and submit everything to God. Pray alone, in groups, or as part of a congregation. Pray in tongues and in the Spirit. Expect revival at any time. If we do not expect it, then we may not perceive it. You know, I recently heard a church historian saying that we often only recognize revivals in hindsight. And this is a bit sad. Because it says a lot about the lack of actual tangible response that people have to revival at the time that it comes. Then the third and final point, and I've written about this recently and spoken about it recently, but let me repeat it. It's about voting. We have a general election coming up this year, probably in the next three or four months or five months. And that's this. If we do not democratically remove the current government from power, in these soon coming general elections, then almost 
everyone expect them, themselves, fears that we will plunge over the edge of the abyss into the horror of a failed state. And we can't let that happen. All citizens of South Africa, whether Christian or not, need to vote. It's urgent. So we face a uh, interesting, to say it mildly, 2024. But our individual response has got to be strength in relationship with Jesus, family and the church. Pray, expect revival, submit everything to God and vote. God be with you all. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth talks.